Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. everybody welcome to another episode of Zdenex English podcast my today's guest is none other than Michael the shaman from Poland who has previously been on this podcast to talk about dungeons and dragons you may still remember that episode and uh, this time we're going to talk about uh, a Celta course which he has recently taken so he has got uh, this experience of taking this course for English teachers fresh in his mind so I thought I might as well pick his brain about this this might come in handy for anybody who is um, considering a career of of an English teacher which I think um, I'm sure some of you listening to this have a very high level in fact I do know that some of you listening to this ha have uh, an extremely high level and that is why you might at some point want to give this career ago. And Salta is, in my opinion, the, the most straightforward way to do this. So I'm going to uh, interview Michael about Salta. Um, feel free to ask questions in the chat. Although I'm recording via my phone today, so um, I might find it more difficult to interact with the listeners. I will see what I can do. The reason I'm doing this via my phone is because my computer is broken again. Yes. That has been here on this podcast before. That old chestnut. It's a recurring story here on the Next English Podcast. From time to time, my computer just simply decides to stop working and it's happening today. Anyway, uh, enough of chit-chat, enough of um, this um, introduction. It's time for me to call Michael. Actually, Michael should be calling me. So, Michael, if you can hear this, which I assume you can, um, could you please call me in? And then we'll try to make it work. Hopefully there will be no problem. I can see everything here. And hello. 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 Anybody out hello, there? Yes, I can. Hello. How's Hi, it Michael. Going? How's it going? How are you, man? I'm all right. How about you? Very good. I'm okay. I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I feel a bit knackered, but I'm quite, you know, excited to be here and quite honored. So yeah, welcome back, welcome back, mate. Uh, Knackered—that's a very nice word, meaning very tired. Um, okay, can I just ask listeners how well can you hear Michael? Can you hear him well? Because for me personally, he's a bit quiet, but that might be because I'm I'm using my phone. So, how are our voice volumes in terms of yeah, maybe um, i'll talk for a bit so they can you know see or listen to it yeah. with me if it's all right yeah, yeah yeah so one two three can you hear me Should I speak yeah is me? this working guys how yeah. can, can you tell us in the chat okay this is perfect yeah i think you're louder yeah, by the way you know, now. poor quality headphones on my phone i'd much rather you yeah. know use a pc microphone but it's quite impossible to tell me about it, it michael <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah 
Okay, well, the listeners are saying, those listeners that are listening live are saying that it's not too bad, that no. that means it's okay, I guess. So, um, have you managed to recover from the Celta experience yet, Michael? Yes, I mean, sort of, I think. I've, you know, I had some time off, like a week or so, maybe a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So, yeah, I'm quite relaxed, but I still feel a bit under the weather. Just slightly, mm -hmm. I, I can't say ill. I'm, it's not like I've got a flu or anything, yep. but I'm just, you know, weaker than usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think the, the Celta course has anything to do with that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, less sleep uh, or, you know, a lesser quality sleep equals yeah. Yeah, a weaker immune system, doesn't it? Some added stress, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. All right. So where do we start? I guess... I guess I'm going to ask you what exactly CELTA actually is. So what is CELTA, Michael? Um, well, CELTA is, in a way, a course, and you get a certificate at the end of it. And it usually lasts mm -hmm. for four or five weeks, depending on a, um, depend, depending on a school or a center you, you, you're doing it, it in. Um, and it's a course that teaches you how to teach adults, how to teach English language to adults, basically. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a very intense, intensive, but at, at the same time, very thorough course that prepares you for, for, for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it gives Actually, you qualifications the... basically to teach, well, abroad as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The, the name CELTA, actually, it's an acronym. CELTA, if you just take the individual letters from that acronym, it's, it's Certificate of English language teach teachers teaching to adults or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. as you can see, uh, it's, it's hidden in the name itself. Right. So, um, so which center did you take the CELTA at then? Um, the one in Poland, uh, Krakow. Exactly. Right. Because I think we've okay. got, I know at least of two of them. I know in Warsaw, there is one as well. Um, mm -hmm. but since Krakow is closer to me, um, yep. Why wouldn't I choose this one? That, that makes sense. It's important to say it was an online course, which is equally right. well. The you know the, the the certificate you get is no different than a certificate, you know, in person because of the current events that are yeah. happening. They, you know, do they offer an online course as well? So I decided to go for it. Right. We well, said the center is closer, but now that you say that it's online, does it really matter if you took it somewhere yeah, in Indonesia? It doesn't matter, or something? but there is no reason to take a Warsaw course as well, you know? Yeah. Like, if it was offline, you know, face to face, I would have chosen uh, a Krakow, uh, yeah. you know, center. So, why yeah. would I change to Warsaw all of a sudden? Exactly. So, yeah. Well, the thing yeah. is, this is, this is such a famous qualification run by, by the way, Cambridge that you can pretty t pretty much take it in any country in the world like let's say um well not 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 all countries in the world of course but the the major countries right or i don't know um you could definitely take it in japan russia uh in south or pretty much all countries in south america i would say yeah so it's you can do it anywhere in the world yeah exactly yeah Okay, so how long did it take? Because I know for a fact that actually they offer this course in in different versions, so to speak. Yeah, so 
Yeah. How long was this course that you took? So my course was full time, which means four mm -hmm. or five weeks. Mine was five yeah. weeks. And I'm quite glad it was five weeks in, instead of four because it was one longer. Yeah. But at the same time, it was less intensive yeah. in a way. Um, so normally it's four weeks face to face course. So it means mm -hmm. that you need to move out to the, let's say to Krakow, I would have to just rent a flat yeah. or, a, or a room and live there for, for you know, a full month. But since it was online, yeah. I just could stay at my home. Uh, and I think it's a huge it's advantage, uh, you know, yeah. money wise and time wise. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so basically five weeks for me, but there are also like part-time courses, which yeah. I think are for a few months or maybe like even full year, but it's a mm -hmm. way different format. It's like, you've got one meeting a month, I think, and you do like online, uh, you watch online lectures, uh, yeah. you watch experienced teachers online. And you do certain yep. tasks and exercises online. Mine was a bit right. different, and I'm glad for, uh, glad I chosen this one. Uh -huh. Well, I've got experience with CELTA myself. Uh, I hold this qualification because I took the course back in, I think it was 2014 or 15. I can't remember exactly. But I did it in Prague with the school called Accent. And I actually commuted because Podjebrady is not that far from Prague. So... Uh, every day I commuted, and I think it was a four-week course, as you said, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, um, so what do you need to pass this course then? And who, who can actually take the course? Can anyone take the course, Michael? Well, technically, yes, but it's not like you can just, you know, apply and you'll be accepted. You need to um, fill in a special... Well, you need to do a few tasks in a way that show mm -hmm. to these tutors that you're you fit to be an English teacher. Um, so, for instance, I know a few people. Who wait, wait, wait! Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Fit, as in, do you need to like go to the gym and um, keep yourself in a good shape? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I mean, that not that kind of fit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just need to to have certain knowledge or skills that are, are applicable. Uh, in ah. my opinion, to being an English teacher. Okay. Yeah. Certain, you know, characteristics or, you know, the ability to learn and display certain attributes and traits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, uh, you, you, good, to be good with people, like? Or that would be definitely like a that. good thing. But I think the <laughs> very first thing they, they ch check is your understanding of uh, mm. the language itself. So you could be from, you know, Great Britain, but the vast majority of people don't know the grammar too well. They can use it, right? Very well. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they know what it consists of or, or how to teach it. Yeah. Right? So th they check this, how well you understand grammar, how well you understand other, you know, things about English. And then they yeah. decide if you, if you can, you know, chosen or not. But you do have to be able to speak English, right? Yeah, quite well, I think. Like, quite I well, what does it mean? I think at least C1, a strong C1. Okay. Maybe yep. like a strong B2, but why, if you're a B2 student, like just spend one uh, one more year or two years learning English and then you, be, you can become a very good teacher, I think. Yeah, I'm actually quite sure that you can't be B2 to, to take the yeah, course. You have I to be at least well. C1, yeah. Yeah, uh, you I have agree. to be at least C1.
a strong C1, mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So they did. They they do check this in an interview, where like before yep. before you kind of apply, or how does it work? So you apply uh, and you fill in, you know, quite a lot of things like your information, and you also do pre-interview tasks. There are there is yeah. a number of them. I don't remember how many, uh, but mm. definitely like at least five tasks, and, yeah. and it takes some time to do them. Uh, like a good example of a task would be that there would be a sentence, a very basic sentence with an, basically an error in it. Um, and you would have to find the, the mistake, correct it, yep. and write yep. how you would explain it, you know, the mistake to your yep. students. And yep. based on that, teachers, I mean, tutors see uh, how well you would explain things and, or how badly. So, for example, like if, you, if you answer, this is wrong, you are a bloody idiot, that's not going to do it, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You need like to find a proper um explanation adequate for a level of, yeah. you know, students you're currently teaching in a way. And it's not enough to say this is wrong and uh, then sort of say, "Ah, this is right." It, you have <laughs> yeah. to explain why as well, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um so you did all that, you applied and mm-hmm. and you had an online interview with one of the tutors. So who is a tutor? Well, tutor, I had three tutors and these are basically highly qualified um well, people, right, teachers, right? <laughs> they are also English teachers, right? But they are yeah. much more knowledgeable than a CELTA candidate. They just know how to yeah. teach students, but they also know uh-huh. how to prepare future teachers, right? So they need yeah. to know the thing um yeah so basically the the other people who help us become teachers mm-hmm. through their experience and knowledge and lectures and yeah input sessions for instance yeah yeah and so input sessions so what are input sessions well i never because i always it's quite funny <laughs> because with input sessions i've always uh, i always forgot what it was but for me <laughs> As far as as far as I remember correctly, it was like a session, right? Like a lesson or, yeah. a, lesson or a meeting, where they basically explain new things and teach you um, exactly new things, like new methods, new approaches, yeah. how to do things. Basically, like a lecture, to, right? For a class. To be honest, yeah, Michael. To be honest, when I took my CELTA, I hadn't I hadn't ever heard it like at my university, and it was a new thing. And I was like, "What yeah. input session? What is that?" Why do they use such a fancy term for that? It's, it's like a lecture, and but it's not a lecture because lecture is usually just a lecture talking in the hall or something, right? Mm. In the lecture yeah. hall, but and then you have a seminar at the university. That's usually when it's more practical and with fewer students. But this is kind of something in in between, I think, and that's why they call it an input session. Maybe they don't have a. Mm. An appropriate word for it so that's that's it sounds a bit weird to be honest that's a bit like <laughs> yeah uh, they a bit terminology pretentious <laughs> yeah slightly yeah. i agree i have to say it's a bit pretentious but well, yeah. it makes sense later maybe it does yeah that's when they give you the input like the imp- input yeah yeah it's exactly. like all the all the information you need to know to become a teacher basically right but yeah. also it's kind of practical as well at the same time because the way they teach teach you it's not just by 
doing the lecture, right? It's not just by the tutor just talking constantly because they need to show you how it's done because that's what I kind of liked about it because from the first from the first input session they were showing you how you should be teaching and you were you could kind of pick up on that do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so for example I, they would put us in pairs and groups straight away right and they would let us work out everything rather than the teacher telling us all the things yeah they, they would elicit it from us and stuff like that anyway so um so how many of these hello something wrong michael are you there hello? yeah yes I, i'm not I sure if it's a... with me or with you uh, no it's it's there's a button on my nokia phone um it's mm. google okay. assist google assistant and i've just pressed that button I'm, i never really need this button i don't even know why it's there and i had just accidentally pressed it so i apologize no for that no worries. <laughs> so what was your question once again? I don't know, but I asked the question and, and then I heard the response. Here is what I found. It was the Google Assistant talking to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I do remember the question. How many input sessions did you have to take part in? Oh, hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Like at least one, <laughs> once a week. Definitely once a week at least. So that would be that- four or five. But it's been like, so I, many that you can't even remember, right? <laughs> the thing is that it's, you know, the terminology again, like just the input sessions, I had like four or five of them. But the truth is during the week one, since I had a five week yeah. course, week yeah. one was just, you know, just classes, sort of like input sessions, but they, they weren't called input sessions. They were just mm. called, you know, just whatever was taught at the time, let's say, listening teaching listening or whatever yeah um and i had like a full week of this like five four five six hours a day um full of tutorials full of lectures classes Mm. um so yeah so that was week one basically full of classes and then we would move on and also have input sessions at least once a week but it would change and we would have teaching practice instead right the most important part in a way the infamous tps yeah, the infamous TPs. So week week one was yeah. like an introductory um, to prepare us with information and all yeah. appropriate resources and knowledge mm-hmm. and how to teach. And then yep. we would you know start teaching. Um, and in, with each TP teaching practice, we will get more independent in our planning, in our basically preparing of the lesson and so on. Yeah. So yeah, it was more. Yeah. And more so basically. In a way. Yeah, so basically at the beginning they kind of hold your hands. Yeah. Yeah. They they're trying to help you as much as they can. But then the idea is that you will become an independent, confident teacher and you you should know what you're doing by the end of the course. That's that's yeah, the idea. Exactly. And that's yeah. what's and like also, most important thing yeah, on. about the course. Like it doesn't matter how good of a teacher you are at the beginning. Because you know, experienced teachers can come in, right? Like can, can yeah. apply, uh, get mm-hmm. a certificate, and they are already quite quite good, quite experienced, yeah. and they know a lot. Um, yeah. But what matters the most is how how quickly or how well you improve during the course. So if That's you've right. never taught, just like me, you can just yeah. you know apply, learn things, and 
if you improve, you know, quickly, you mm-hmm. can just display your skill at the end of the course. And that's more important yep. than just coming and showing off how good you are. It's all about mm-hmm. the learning process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember them. We, we had some teachers that were very experienced and they just wanted to take the CELTA course. Yeah. And some of them were doing extremely well because of that experience. It kind of showed. But there were such who were struggling because perhaps the way they taught, they had taught, it just wasn't you know, up to scratch, mm-hmm. judging by the CELTA or Cambridge standards, because yeah. obviously they have a certain way of doing things. So, for example, they, they are really big on the communicative approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you teach in a different way, if you, for example, teach in a frontal way, which means like you, it's you talking all the time, a lot of teacher talking time. Yeah, the teacher-centered right, would be approach. Very teacher-centered approach. You would be struggling there at, at the CELTA, no matter how good a teacher you are. It's just the way it is because they, it's this this Cambridge qualification on the course. It's to be honest, it's a lot about what we call ticking the boxes. <laughs> yep. Would you agree with me? Mm, yep. Yep. Yeah. So agree. basically, they but, want you to do it in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is quite a lot of freedom anyway, right? But yeah. like the general approach or uh, certain things mm-hmm. should be done, you know, in the way they teach in a way, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. So it's not necessarily bad because it's just a one month course. So they can't, cannot teach yeah. you too much, right? So it's not yeah. negative in a way, in my opinion. No, not at all. No. Yeah. No, besides it's Cambridge, you know, so they know what they are doing. But some people might object to that, you know, some people might say, well, this is just one way of doing it, you know, because you've got countries in the world where they teach differently. Yeah. Like personally, it's, it's quite, it suits me and it wasn't too different from what I had heard at university. They were just mild, just slight differences, but overall it was like 95% of things. It was the same approaches, same methods, same ideas. Yeah. Okay, so a candidate, a CELTA candidate. So, um, what what do you have to do to pass the course then? Well, what what, what are the requirements? So we you have to you have to be able to pass the interview. Yeah, that we, we yeah we understand yeah. that. Like and then what? Like the, um, um, so there are I think so like, are, I think like by the way I can hear my echo a little bit from your phone. Oh, I think maybe I'm talking too close to the phone. How about now? One, two, three. Yeah, I yeah. think it's good now. It, it, would, yeah, okay. it would have been you know, disturbing to listeners. Um, so I think there are like two or three main things. The most important yeah. part is that, you know, our teaching practice sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically your teaching experience, you basically have got two levels. Um, usually it's like a pre-intermediate and upper intermediate levels. And okay. You've got... You so know, those are your students, sorry, sorry, Michael, those are your students then, you teach. Yeah, they are at these levels, right. Okay. Yeah. And you teach yeah. them. You prepare your lesson and you teach them using the, the yeah. lesson you've prepared. Um, and one of them mm-hmm. would be pre-intermediate usually. Uh, yep. it, it can be up to 12 students. I didn't have that many. I had like, maybe like six to 
nine students okay. in that group. Okay. That's quite a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like seven to eight students okay. uh, in the B2 group. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing, TP. And you've got to finish six hours of teaching, basically. You need mm -hmm. to write four assignments as well, besides that, in your free time in a way. Um, so like essays or something, yeah? Yeah, like long essay. I mean, not long. It's just 1,000 words each. <laughs> it um, feels long before you, before you start. <laughs> yeah, before you start, it's quite long. But as you... You know, write this. It's I always, always, with, with all my four assignments, I've written too much, too many words. I have to shorten okay. it every single time. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. one of the things because they have got all these uh, word limits there, right? Yeah, exactly. Up to one thousand. I mean, if it's eleven it hundred, be... it's fine, right? But if it's fifteen hundred, mm. like it cannot be like that. You're gonna fail so... the lesson if it's that case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can fail the assignment for sure. Um, mm. And yeah, and you cannot fail the assignment in a way. You can fail it once, and then you have to resubmit it. Yeah. Um, so your tutor will give you um, feedback on your assignment, yep. tell you what yep. was good, what was bad, and you, you need to resubmit. Um, and it's one assignment is allowed not to pass at all, so you need to pass mm -hmm. at least three assignments. But yeah. it's you know highly advised to pass all of them. You know, preferably yeah. first time um, without resubmission. Re uh, so we've got these two things, TP, uh, which are teaching practice and assignments. And so, so these are the teach, sorry, Michael, those teaching yeah. practices, these these are observed by, by the tutors, yeah? Yep, by one tutor and your peers, yeah? So other yeah. candidates, basically, yeah. because you don't only learn by, you know, um, by preparing and doing your own lesson. You also learn by watching other people's mistakes and yeah. feedback, tutors feedback to your peers' yeah. lessons. So Which I think is really cool, yeah. To, yeah. And yeah because you kind of learn from each other, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's very important. That's why it's so, mm -hmm. so you know, vital to just be attentive and yeah. sort of just listen to this. Have an open mind. Yeah. And the very last okay. thing would be, I think, watching experienced teachers. So yep. you usually have like a set number of hours or videos you need to watch um, hmm. in, in order to pass the, the course. Um, yep. So we definitely had to watch at least for a few hours uh, experienced teachers and it helped us during week one because it like how, how to teach, right? It was very beneficial. Yep. But at the same time during... Uh, the, let's say TP5, TP6 was quite beneficial because I was able to just sort of copy, you know, experienced teachers yeah. or just steal their ideas. Exactly. And they would be using different methods. And sometimes the tutors would tell you, like, what do you think they are doing wrong? And then you would discuss it with them and mm -hmm. with your classmates. So it's like a collaboration project, basically. And um, I just, I'm just wondering, all these um, lessons that you had to watch, mm -hmm. they were not online lessons. It was just something that, like recorded lessons from uh, a classroom, right? Like, uh, like a physical classroom. Yes, m most of them. Yes, most of okay. them. I think like one or two things, two lessons we had to watch were online. Yeah. Um, but most of them were face-to-face -face classes. Yeah. We also like mm -hmm. had a lot of discussion and information about 
differences between you know face-to-face -face classes and online yeah. ones. Okay, it's cool. important. They are very similar in structure, but certain yep. certain things change, and you need to be aware of them. Yep. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So, how does it work? Is the last teaching practice the most important one? I think it is, right? Sort of. It's not like like yeah. if you if, let's say if your TP eight is average, it doesn't mean like your whole experience or your you know your um, your grade will be average or bad. Uh, yeah. But it's usually you know candidates think it's the most important ones. Way I also thought that, but I think TP seven and eight are like the are the most important yeah. ones. Hans, it's quite this good to prepare I... very thoroughly for it. Yeah, this is what my experience was like because it felt like during the first few they would almost like let you off. Like there were some candidates. There was one candidate from Sweden who who had like a nervous breakdown there. He he couldn't because he had never taught and he was a, like really anxious. Even though like his English was amazing and he was like a confident guy in real life, but suddenly like when he was standing in front of the class, he couldn't talk. He was like complete he it just destroyed him and mm. he still passed the first tp because i think they are very lenient when it came when it comes to the first teaching practice but then as it kind of all built up they um they will also like have these meetings with you telling you where they think you stand on the scale because let's let's speak about the grade so you can get pass right yeah. What so else? The vast majority of people get a pass. Yeah. Um, you can also fail, you but also it's very fail. rare. Yeah. It's sorry, not, I can it's hear rare. my echo again, by the way. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so you can get a, a normal pass, which is still very good. It just means you've passed the course, um, which means good, yeah. basically. You can also get a grade B, which means very good. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can get a pass A, which means you're excellent. Yeah. Yeah, and they are telling you during the course where you kind of stand, like from what they have seen so far, mm -hmm. and then, for example, before the last one, they tell you, okay, if this lesson is perfect, you can get this and that, right? If you do all this, you you, you might get this. Like they tell you, you like they are telling you your chances there. So it's kind of like they're trying to motivate you. I remember that. Yeah. We we had a, a very similar thing, but not before last TP. But we had like tutorial one, uh, and yeah. it, I think it was after like four or five TPs, um, and they would tell us what, what you know what grade is most like you know what grade you would most likely get, or what mm -hmm. things you need to improve on in order to get a better yeah. grade and become a better teacher. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah. So, During my first so, TP, I yeah yeah. I, they told me I would get, if I don't improve at all, I would get a pass strong, you know, in brackets. Okay. If yep. I improve slightly, I would get a B. And they said yep. if I improve all the things that they told me, I would get an A. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And in the end, I did get an A. So I'm very glad. Oh, you did get an A. Wow. That's that's amazing, yeah. man. Congratulations. Because I, yeah, I remember talking to you about this before your final uh, teaching practice. Yeah. The and most you, you were aiming for it, but it's also very difficult. I know how difficult this is to get, so that means you are a, you are an amazing teacher. Well, so that's that's oh, great. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. But still, a lot of things to improve. 
Like, I had no previous experience teaching. Yeah. I did volunteer at certain Discord servers. No, no, a different, uh, not, not at yours. But in the past, I was like a, a guy that would help other people just one-on-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't really teaching. It was more of a conversation or the dogma or dogme, whatever yeah. you pronounce it, method. Dogme, so I can't yeah. say I had experience, yeah. But yeah, but any, anything... Yeah, I'm sure it, it did because, like, even just sort of like explaining the language to someone else, it, I'm sure it can make a huge difference. Yeah. If anything, it gave you some confidence that you can do this, right? Yeah. Confidence. Wow, is you key. got pass A, man. That, that's amazing. I remember myself getting pass B only. Oh, God. I have I to mean, take this now again, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, I was very happy about pass B because there were only yeah. two. There were only two candidates who got pass B, but am I maybe three? Maybe three out of like fifteen or something. So I was one of them. So I was feeling very smug about it. But maybe there was one who got A actually, pass A. There might have been one. I might be saying this wrong, but um, the vast majority always gets just a pass, like seventy percent. If you look at the statistics, the vast majority gets a pass. And almost nobody ever gets a fail. Like it's, as you said, it's very rare. They, that's why this is like a good sort of gateway to teaching because you pay for it. Yeah. You invest in it. And if you do everything yeah. they're telling you to yeah. do, and I think it's not that hard and you, like they are, they will test you on that in that interview. If you have what it takes, if you do all of that and you are not like, uh, like someone with a very low IQ, you're always going to pass this, yeah? So that's why I, li- I like this, because it's kind of nice, yeah, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Michael, exactly. are you there? Yep, yep. yep. I can hear yep. my yep. echo. I can hear my echo. Exactly. Yeah, I'm so oh, sorry about this. I wonder if listeners can hear it, though. I'm pretty sure know. they can. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, but now it's fine, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just need to keep distance from my phone, because when I get carried away... Speaking about this topic, then <laughs> I tend to <laughs> I tend to talk closer into my phone. I tend to sort of lean towards my phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. So you got past A, man. Oh, that's that's great. But to be honest, so, you know, I was surprised. Yeah. One, I got an A. I, you know, in my big dreams, I did. Obviously, I aim for for an A pass, but yeah. B was more re- realistic. But quite a lot of people got an A in my group. Oh, I, really? So I was, you know, questioning the three to five percent of people getting okay. A because right. the, there are two options, right? Either because I did have a very strong group, I have to say this. So yeah. one, one option, we I had a very strong group, which was true. Yeah. Or yeah. the three to five percent people getting A pass you know information is false maybe they actually say that so so it's you know mm. so it sounds like mystique and you know wow he got mm. an a um but not sure about in reality, that but... they give it more often uh so i was like hmm i think you, you probably just had a couple of very strong um candidates there because to be honest yeah. like it has to be that like from other um teaching from other cambridge um certificates and courses like that that I have that I know, um, th- th- this information is quite accurate. This is just a statistical, mm, okay, s- statistical number, you know. So I th- why would they lie about this? But if you guys are planning on uh, taking a CELTA course, you might as well take it with the Krakow uh, Center. 
<laughs> the chances yeah. are you're going to get an A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just need to pay twice twice as much. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you have to bribe your tutors. What else did you have to do, Michael, that you're not telling us? <laughs> oh, I had to bake a cake and bring it to them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst. No. Could be much worse. <laughs> All right, so um, pass A, that's, that's incredible. So how did it feel when you got the result? How did you feel? Oh, so, oh, so I think... I just went, you know, to to check my email because I saw in a WhatsApp yeah. group that other candidates were typing, "Wow, we got results! What did you get?" <laughs> and so on. Everyone was so exciting, and I noticed that two other members of my subgroup, because we had yeah. like twelve candidates, and I was in like Group A, and of, which constituted of six candidates, and mm. two of them got an A, and I'm like. Hmm, if they got an A, maybe I did get as well because I didn't feel weaker than them, right? Right, right, right. I didn't feel stronger, stronger as well, but I just didn't feel worse in a way. Yeah. And I checked, yeah. and I did get an A, and I was very pleased. <laughs> I smiled a lot and danced a little bit. You know, got some banger <laughs> music going on. My neighbors didn't like it, but it was during the day, so <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and yeah, so it was like a very quick. Um, you know, dancing session, in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a wonderful start to your teaching career, you know? Like, no one is going to take this away from you now. It's going to be in your CV. And believe me, you can teach with this pretty much anywhere in the world with this qualification. It's just a bit weird, to be honest. Like, I I would rather they, they had higher standards on teachers. But the, the reason why I'm saying this, I'm sorry if it sounds, like, a bit strange, but it's just... In one month, you just take a one-month course and you can be a teacher, you know. So, but um, but that's what what it takes. That's what it takes these days. But if you have yeah, passed A, that you're more, much more likely to get hired by language schools, and because this 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 is you know quite recognized and acknowledged by uh, by the by the people from this industry. Yeah, so. Yeah, but obviously CELTA is an is it's like an introductory course. It teaches you a lot, yeah. right? A lot yeah. as in one month, but mm. it's not, definitely not enough. Enough. I don't feel as confident as I will feel in let's say a year or two, yeah. right, of teaching experience. I will be much yeah. better. My approach will alter. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I won't just won't just stick to you know fixed rules. Um, mm -hmm. But basically, it's like dipping your toes in, in water, right? Yep. Just absolutely like an introductory course. Yeah, it's it's also the requirement when they are looking for people to work or uh, yeah. work. What am I saying? When when a language school is looking for staff, right, for teachers, and they are hiring teachers, you have to have some kind of a qualification, and you can't be just a native speaker, for example. That's not enough. You have to have yeah. at least a CELTA. You know, so, or there's another one, T, T, TEFL. I think it's called TEFL, right? So it's kind of yeah, at the same yeah. level. But I, yeah, but yeah, I think like, more, Salta is more popular and slightly, slightly more recognized right now, I think. Because yeah. I, I, I've got my mate Peter, I think he's got TEFL. And I yeah. think TEFL was more popular like 10 years ago or something. Um, Do you know what I also but, heard? Yeah. 
I don't know if this is true, but I also heard that Celta is more popular or more recognized in Europe, whereas Tefl, like anywhere else. But I, I honestly mm, don't know. Maybe. I yeah, don't know. I've heard Tefl a lot in Asia, but you need to get yeah. Tefl in order to teach in China for exactly. it, or something. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So what's next then, Michael? Like, are you planning on doing Delta or? Yeah, I mean, in the future, 100%. Okay. If I stick to this, you know, yeah. career in a way. Yeah. Um, That's also what's kind of cool about it, yeah? Because this doesn't mean that you have to be a teacher. You can still just give it a go, you know? You can just teach yeah. here and there and yeah. just get some basic experience and see how you like it. And it's, it's different from like studying at a university like I did, like getting a master's degree because you, you spent bloody five years on that to get a degree. And then it's almost like it sucks if you do anything else, right? Because it would be a waste of time for you then doing that. Yeah, so in a way, in a way, this is kind of like, you know, you just you pay for this course. Okay. How much does it cost actually, Michael? Do you, do you remember the, pr uh, the price? Yeah, I mean, I remember the exact price. It's in Polish currency, uh, zloty. Oh. Um, okay. So it would be 5,200 zlotys. How much is that I, in I, euro? Oh, I, I mean, I can check in, in Google if you, if you, if you want. Uh, real um, okay. To, in dollars, it's $1,317. Okay. But in euro, it will be 1000 136 euros so okay so yeah it's not the cheapest but it's like you know if you you get a lot out of it as well like you get yeah all these teachers well, that's what teach a bit sad for me don't you think yeah. like if you pay i mean obviously if you pay for such a course i think yeah. uh you get a quality information right because i think it was a very good course i'm very satisfied yeah. with it but mm -hmm. when it comes to my you know, primary, secondary schools, or even university experience, it's for free, yep. yeah? But it's yep. the quality of it is very poor. Um, and that's what's very is it? sad that, yeah, that, that, that very often, I, I, can, I don't know if yep. usually, but at least in my experience, almost always, the free things are of average quality. And if you want to get mm. a very good thing, yep. uh, quality, you need to pay for it. Yeah, I agree. No, that's that's completely true. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But uh, it's about what you can afford, right? And yeah, uh, of of course, it's also about that the, the name Cambridge because I think that makes a lot of difference because the the teachers, the the, the tutors they have there, everybody has to uh, conform conform to certain standards, right? They have to pass certain tests and and get get qualified for this and not just anyone can do this yeah so um that's why um you can trust this right yeah yeah so what was the what was the um what was the worst thing about it for you what was the thing thing you mm. did you didn't enjoy about it at all one tell me one thing maybe Maybe, um, I think, I mean, you know, the most things I enjoyed very, very much, but maybe one thing was writing, um, 
just the procedures, right? Like the procedure pages and plans. Yeah, had to be because lesson. I mean, uh, pass A. It's not all, only about how well you teach, but it's also about yeah. plans and how exactly thoroughly you prepare your procedure pages mm. and yep. other things, right? So yep. it was very. I had to be very meticulous uh, to, in writing every single detail. Let's say on my lesson plan, I had to write my instructions. Yeah. So what yep. I say to the students and how to, let's say, yep. fill in, you know, a gap gap fills exercise, yep. or maybe I would have my ICQs, which are instruction checking questions, and I would mm -hmm. have everything written down, which was helpful yep. obviously during the, the lesson, but it was a bit. You know, it took a lot of time to prepare it very well. Michael, yeah. thank you for this yeah. answer because I would have said exactly the same. Because <laughs> yeah. to be honest, like my biggest problem with this is that you will never ever really have to draw out a plan like that. You will never ever have to, when you teach, for this pay that we get as English teachers, you will never have time to do this. So it it will just not be the case like nobody would ever plan like that so that's yeah. why it's like a bit weird that they are teaching you to do it like that but they i guess they just want you to think about your lesson you know but to be honest yeah. like you will only need to write anything like that ever again once you do your delta <laughs> and it will be even worse <laughs> it's gonna multiply imagine yeah yeah i remember like writing one lesson plan Plus, because obviously it's not only a lesson plan, you know, a procedure page, anticipated problems, you need to prepare slides if it's an you know, online lesson. Uh, mm, it, yeah. it, it, it would take like half a day at least for me. Mm. Um, and I work quickly, I think, usually. Mm -hmm. yeah? It's not like I'm slow. I, I do things quickly. Uh, and it took me like five, six hours, if not more, sometimes. Sometimes it would yeah. be two hours to prepare a lesson if it's easy. But sometimes if it's quite tricky or if you teach grammar, right, or functional language, you need to think a little bit more in it, <laughs> how to yeah. convey the meaning, how to, you know, check form and other things. Yeah. So exactly. definitely take the famous M MFP. How do you check yeah, the MFP. meaning, form and pronunciation? Which one do you have to do first? First, the meaning, then the form and pronunciation, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you can change form and pronunciation as well. I know, but meaning yeah. should always be first because why would you yeah. pronounce things which you don't know the meaning of? Technically, that's exactly. the reason. And why would you start talking about? Why would why would you start saying that this is present perfect without even knowing what the, the actual thing means? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So this this is why a lot of teachers may fall into a trap when they when they do this course when they they had been doing it in a different way and then maybe they teach in a way that they um, enter the classroom and write on the board, on the blackboard, in the old-fashioned way. Today I'm going to teach you present perfect. Present perfect tense um, is yeah. formed by have plus past participle and when it's the third person singular it actually has. Yeah, so you can't teach English like that, no. Well, it was my primary school experience. Yeah, you mine too. In like two sentences. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. You have to teach everything in context as well, you know. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Rule number one. Yeah. In a way. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But then I'm gonna so get I... Delta, hopefully. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm sure. Well, now after getting pass A, I mean, it's it's almost a must. Yeah, but you need to teach for like two years, I think, don't you? Like well, formally. That's. I think that's recommended. Yes. Oh, recommended. Because, oh, recommended. Well, that's okay. in my opinion. That's okay. just recommended because. Mm. I don't know. Like the thing is, like during the interview, they will ask you like how long you've been teaching for, and it might show like if if your experience is is not good enough, you know, it might show during the course. And also, it's it it is very stressful the course, like way more stressful than CELTA because because especially because you know there there is a drop off rate and. Uh, it's so much easier to fail the lessons and people do fail the lessons and it's super, super stressful. Like if anybody's interested in my own account of taking the Delta and also CELTA, by the way, you can find uh, my episodes in the archive of Zdenex English podcast because I have uh, talked about this quite a lot and I have failed one Delta uh, lesson and it was such a, such a terrible experience. <laughs> For me, because I hadn't, I hadn't actually failed any oral exam at the university prior to that. So it was for me, it was like um, I just couldn't take it. But the, I wasn't the only one. There was like a guy. There was a guy from Ireland who who had already had two degrees. Can you imagine? He had had two degrees, two university degrees, and he failed. Did he fail the whole course? Or did he just fail one lesson? I can't remember, but I remember how how upset he was, and I, I just—it's just like it's difficult to take it, guys. Because especially because it's all happening so quickly, you know. So you are so stressed. There's no time to kind of chill out. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? To chill, right? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So, what was the best thing? What? What? How would you sum up like the? most enjoyable thing about the course for you? Is it the fact that you got past A? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can hear an echo again. Um, I don't know why. That's honestly like, yeah. it's, just, it's just, yeah. Is it so better the most that? enjoyable thing or memorable? Um, I think the, just seeing the, how active, motivated, and basically happy people my students were and yeah. how engaged in the lessons they were, I think that's that's in it, the whole beauty, right? Because you teach them, mm. lang you know, English language, but at the same yeah. time, if they are involved in the lesson, if they participate actively, yeah. and they enjoy, you know, the lesson you've prepared, the lesson yeah. you've spent so much time on, uh, exactly, it's very rewarding in a way for all these, yeah. you know, sweaty hours of preparing preparation. <laughs> Um, in both groups, because I think these people are chosen very thoroughly as well. So these are because these people they don't pay for the course; they yeah. can just participate in it for free. Uh, these mm -hmm. you know students, um, yeah. but it's not they are not just random students because they need to be active and not yeah. easily bored, right? Exactly. You, yeah. you wouldn't want to have let's say eight students that are. <laughs> absolutely bored and they cannot stand your lesson they are oh, whatever yeah <laughs> you want to have yeah, active I, students yeah i remember like when we were doing the celta uh, or del was it delta I, I don't know but um they 
we always feared if, if we had some teenagers in the group because I think it's it's allowed. You can have some teenagers in your group as well. Like it's a certificate to adults, but I think unless I'm mistaken, you can have like 15, 16 or 17 year olds in the group. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I've been so told it was always they can like, be 18 plus, but maybe there are some exceptions. Sure? I'm not sure. Okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong about this, but maybe there are exceptions. Uh, anyway, I've like been this... told 18 plus. Okay, well then I'm I'm sorry, but um, what I'm saying is like you you kind of want to get the older ones because the younger ones it's it's they are sometimes hard to please, right? They, they can get bored easily, and if you choose the wrong topics, um, <clears throat> that's it because you need to choose an engaging topic as well. So if if for example you choose the topic of uh, terrorism, as I did in one of my Delta lessons. You are bound to fail that lesson, ladies and gentlemen. That was such a well-planned listening lesson, but I thought I might as well, I I thought I would talk about the TV news and one of the one of the uh, news items that I went for. It was all authentic material, by the way. It was a BBC report about t- a terrorist attack or something like that, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. It was it would be so engaging, a little bit controversial, you know, and all that. But then it turned out to be a disaster. <laughs> so, mm. yeah. Cool. So, Michael, I think that will be it. I think we, we will leave it there. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, sure. Um, I can see the, the chat, chat hits actually working pretty well on my phone. So if anybody has any questions that you would like to ask Michael here, please go ahead and post them in this chat here and then... We can ask them these questions, but is there anything else you would like to add, Michael? Yeah, maybe if anybody's thinking of just, you know, applying for CELTA uh, and they quite anxious or, you know, they hesitate, I would say yep. just go for it. If you've got, you yep. know, time and money for it, just do it. Um, mm-hmm. Get it over with in a way, but positively yep. get it over with. Uh, learn, learn things, try to improve quickly. Um, and do it with a smile on your face. And also one thing, just like a small tip for me, because I think that was my, you know, area of expertise in a way, if I can call it like that, Um, the rapport building uh, and how, you know, how you present yourself in the lesson, how much you smile and what emotions you um, convey. Yeah. Yeah. Convey to your, you know, your, your students. It's very important to smile a lot and make them feel, you know, very happy and excited. That's exactly. very important. Yeah. Because the whole lesson is yeah. much easier to, to prepare and do if you know they will be active. Absolutely. And it's also the main reason the lesson will be successful because it's it's like a lesson, an English lesson, it's about human interaction, yeah? Mm-hmm. So while you you have to be an expert in a way and you have to know what you're doing, ultimately... It's about like human psychology, how, how, how a, a report, as you said, how, how you get on with your students and if you click, right? And once you, once you do click, it can be a fantastic experience for both the teacher and the students. And to be honest, if this wasn't the case, I would probably never do this job. <laughs> but this is the best thing about it. And as you said, it can be very rewarding. Yeah, as well. So, cool. Yeah. So, if you don't have any questions, that will be it. Um, 
let me just remind you that I started actually um, getting into the um, niche of teaching English with football. So I've created a new Instagram profile. Um, so you, you can find find it um, on Instagram, learn English with football uh, with underscores. And also I, on my YouTube channel, Teachers Denek, I now host mon um, weekly shows every Monday at 8 p.m. Central European time. Shows about football where I talk to a few mates about the Premier League. And um, we also kind of teach the language related to football and so on. And every Wednesday I do a live lesson on YouTube as well, which is uh, me teaching a, a real student in a dogma, dogma method. So that will be it. Thank you very much, Michael, for featuring in uh, this episode of the podcast. And thanks, thanks to everybody me, listening please. live. And yeah, until next time. Okay. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers. Yeah, see you. Thanks, Michael. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zdenex English Podcast. If you are Zdenex English Podcast patron, I've got some good news for you. A mini-lesson review that focuses on the target language from this episode is arriving right after this. To become Zdenex English Podcast patron, go to teachersdenek.com, ZEP section, and click Become Patron.